footy was back and my team had more injuries than a hospital ward in King Street on a Saturday night. Miller, how did your team go? That would be a lot of injuries. I've been in King Street on a Saturday night, and it is messy. Um, a lot of injuries, a lot of interesting things to see in King Street on a Saturday if anyone goes to Melbourne. I'm sure Russ probably knows King Street well when he goes there. Bang, Russ, take that. Um, yeah, my team was actually pretty good. Not many injuries here, uh, unless you count Liam Jones, which he's not really a player, so you can't really count him as an injury. He got seven. That's probably what he was going to get anyway. Uh, otherwise, yeah, pretty good. Uh, fantasy is kicked off and my team's killing it. Don't talk to me about actual football, though. I don't want to know. What's happening with you, Nug? Uh, yeah, a bit of an up-and-down weekend. I think most of the players I picked did well if they didn't get hurt, but yeah, I was hit with a couple of, uh, like the Cherry Bomb, for example, and, uh, and Jelly as well, but yeah, I think I think we're all doing better than Doe, but yeah, that's besides the point. At least you didn't have the awesome foursome, mate. That's what I'm calling it. Bytel, Cali, Cherry, and Stuart. I forgot the about awesome Bytel. Yeah, that only came in today. I've got Bloody some Mount draft more. That's just like a slap to the face. Yeah, it's just annoying. Especially because I have to. Uh, I was going to have to field him for Cali. So I hope Ollie Hollands <laughs> is ready for his debut for my team. Uh, anyway. I don't want to keep being depressed about my team. We'll get into that in the episode. The first segment we're going to do on our in-season pods is a heroes and villains recap from the weekend like we did last year. At the start of last year, some of the villain sprays were out of hand, but it's going to get out of hand again. So just prepare yourself. Uh, but we'll start off with the heroes. So Miller, who is your hero for the oh, week? Oh, look, I can't go past... First game of the round, first game of the year, just chucking a lazy VC on Taranto and just watching him dominate. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, just first game. A VC, bang, captain sorted, off you go. And the round just it just lights up and gets better from there. What a start. For me it was uh Nick Dacos. I had some doubts he was in and out during that last week. Um, but to put up the score that he did, he just looked piggish out there, I think. Um, yeah, unbelievable. I'm I'm pretty worried about the tag in the coming weeks, but yeah, very happy with the start from him. What about you, Doe? Yeah, a couple of universal heroes for you guys. I reckon 80% of our listeners would have had both of them, so yeah, get around them. Mine was uh, a guy in the same game as Dacos, so my night was ruined pretty early on after Stuart got injured, but one guy did his best to bring that back and and that was Jordy Degoe. He, uh, I actually think he should be the first guy tagged at Collingwood instead of Dacos because, I mean, someone having 26 and kicking three goals hurts you more than someone having 35. Uh, he's game-breaking, line-breaking, swashbuckling, dominating, and I'm pretty happy I picked him at the moment. You don't but tag a with guy my that's luck, inconsistent, he'll get injured. though. Like, you want to tag someone huh? that's going to get points that's... You want to tag someone who's going to do well every time, not tag someone who might be crap of their own volition. The Degoe is winning a brown though this year. <laughs> I don't think so. He was. He did look <laughs> we'll like he's we'll going up a notch. Mark my yeah, he looks really fit. Like really good. Um, all right, villain time. I've got to warm myself up a bit, so I'll go back to you, Miller. Well, yeah, I mean, I could have gone Liam Jones, but. 
A, he got injured, and B, roasting him is not really fair. I should probably be roasting myself for having picked him on the first place. So, yeah, I'm going to have to look elsewhere and look, to be honest, when it comes to people, I really can't cop being that shit. Um, you know, it's the it's the people you love that let you down the most. And I'm just going to have to bake Will Ashcroft because I expected better. I mean, fantastic hair only gets you so far in football. And he did look good when he walked out on the ground, and then after that siren went, he was just trash. And, you know, Sheasel just comes out and destroyed him. And, like, if anyone picked him, pick one, you know, keep a league or a draft, I'm sure he'd still be fine. But, um, yeah, certainly certainly not what everyone expected, certainly not what I expected, and I expect better from you, Will. Like, uh, take a good look in the mirror and, and just don't be shit. <laughs> 59's not that bad. It's not that but, good. Uh... Yeah, all right. Fair, tough baking a first game. Up. No. That's high standards yeah. here at the bet, though. That's right. Uh, for all me, right. it was Nuggy. the Jager bomb, Jager O'Meara. So I, I backed him in as a pod. Um, and honestly, I, not that I own them all, but I could bake half of Frio. They were just awful on Sunday. Uh, my reasoning was I thought he could maybe match what Tom Green would do, but at a couple points cheaper, and that helped me get some better rookies elsewhere. Uh not too bad though. It was only a fucking sixty point difference, so I guess we'll start that zero and one. But that's besides the point. I'm gonna back Jager in. Um, if if any of you have ever heard the chat about that guy that brings the solos, that's sort of how I feel with Jager right now. I've just had enough. I'm he's sitting on the bench all fucking week for me. But yeah, I'll back him in for one more. I think. All right, Nugs insured. We need to use the explicit tag on this podcast, so I may as well go all in here. Why not? I'm taking center aim at the MC fucking G. Really? Seriously, yeah. guys. Tom Stewart going down was a byproduct of your own volition of trying to put a concert on one week before round one. It hurt me. It hurt many people. And what also hurt was the impact it had on my boy Tom Atkins shoving him to halfback and the wing for half the game. Then he went back in there and dominated. But besides the point, the people who made these decisions need to pull their fucking heads in and sort it out. If this happens again in the future, I won't be happy. And seriously, if someone on the weekend worth a lot of money had gone down, gee, there would have been carnage for the AFL. Sam Doherty before the game said he was nervous to play because of how he'd had two ACLs before. You don't want players saying that, let alone do we want fantasy studs like Tom Stewart going down. Sort it out, you morons. Yeah, the cricket pitch is shit too. That would probably actually make it worse if they didn't put the drop in, but still and fix that for one of those fucking losers. Oh, they do. Yeah, I agree. They're not, they're, they're not as bad as Marvel though. I'm sure Marvel will sometimes put concerts on like two days before they have a game. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on. I made a fool of myself with the bold predictions post, but Nagi's sort of the bold predictions man here at the BEP. So uh, take us through some of your favorites. Let me get them up. Two secs. Right. There were some terrible ones as there well. There were some bad ones, but um, yeah. Old mate... Um... Uh, what's his name? Tagoey, whatever. He's got his little face on. He won. Didak, not Tagoey. Yes, he he had he was spot on the money with that, and he's picking yeah, so the team. So what we're gonna week, do? So. We I'll just give Marcus a quick Lark. shout out to the BP fam. I think we had our world record 
uh, well, maybe not a world record, but BEP record for uh, bold predictions last year, um, uh, last week. So that's good. I'm going to go through the main ones that were good. And if any that were awfully bad, I'm going to give you a bit of a bake as well, as we always do. Um, all right. First one that's come up, Phil, Sean Darcy goes less than 60. That's shit house. Uh, oh, this one was by far the worst. Love you to bits, bloody Jackson, but we're going to see a 140 in defense, and it's going to be from Tom Stewart. I want to get your thoughts on that, though. Oh. Nah, that's stiff. That's stiff. He was only wrong because right. of the idiots at the G. Well, did he play Did he play 10% of the game? Because he got 10% of that score. Yeah, that's... Maybe we pay that. Uh, let's see. Um... <laughs> This one yeah, was extrapolation. this one was really <laughs> sure. good. Um, Neil Aurora, um, Tom Green has forty touches and scores one thirty. I think he had thirty seven and scored one twenty eight. So yeah, one twenty eight. Um, there was a few that said Solid. Fife would kick a bag, and he was probably one of Freo's worst players. He was fucking awful on the weekend. Yeah, he was terrible. Um, Witt scores one hundred and twenty plus. That was another good one. Nice. Uh, this one was sort of close. But uh, more just about how shit the dogs were. Melbourne beat the dogs by forty plus. Dogs have, um, but the dogs still have the top three fantasy scorers. The dogs mids weren't very good at all. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we go. Yeah, um, bake people. Cowan to go a hundred, a hundred plus. That's shit house. First game. I, I like the boldness, but fuck me, that was never gonna happen. This, this one was sort nope, of close rubbish. by Stickman. Ashcroft goes below 50. I don't mind that. It was only nine off. Um, hey, no, another good that. one from Josh. Nate the Tank goes 120 plus. I think he had 118 or something around that. So yeah, that's it was really big good. score from the Tank. Jeez, uh, another good one from Jack. Dunkley scores sub 85. Uh, and this one we're not sure of yet, but he also said he's nice. the most traded out player by the end of the week. I don't think that'll be the case. Um, yeah, there's a few no Caleb Sarongs so. he got tagged and he was dreadful uh, a few good ones about Rory Led flopping he certainly did flop he was fucking awful yeah I think I had one of those yeah, take that Rory see. anyone else that were good another Ashcroft uh, oh here's a shit one from old mate Hot Takes Sam Berry highest Sunday score and he's chaired off the giant stadium despite a 40-point loss. That's shit ass. Well, they did, they did lose, lose, but Sam Berry didn't even score 40 points. He was yeah. rubbish, yeah. He was very disappointing. Um, yeah, there was a few LDU 140s, that sort of average. He, he didn't quite get there. Um, but yeah, to yeah, be honest, we, usually, we usually get way more bad ones than that. There wasn't too many absolute shockers in there. Uh, and we we don't usually get many that are close or um, are right. I'll, I'll go over Didax one because he definitely took the chocolates. That one was unbelievable. So he said, four Frio defenders go 100 plus versus St. Kilda. Young, Ryan, Clark, and one of Cox or Chapman. And I think all of them... Bar Chapman went 100 plus. Um, yeah, that yeah. was ridiculous scoring. Unbelievable. Out of nowhere. Definitely in your draft format, stream defenders versus the Saints. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a flood from Rossi Boy. Yeah, I, I saw um, people would 
trading in Cox this week. I was yeah, like, oh, that's good. Yeah, you should probably tell mm. those people that the one... There's no Harry yeah, the 150 back. doesn't actually count towards your score. Yeah, you, you don't yeah. you don't get last week's score when you pick someone. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't go, I didn't touch on all of them. There was a lot that were very similar or the same, so I sort of just gave them a drive-by. But yeah, for the most part, the standard was way better than last year. So um, yeah, maybe we need to get bolder so I can bake you guys more. Yeah. I, need to, I can't remember what I put in. I think I was... Yeah, I chucked some in, but they were kind of middling. weren't bad, weren't good. Yeah, need absolutely. to get Boulder off. Ashcroft 120 this week. Yeah. He's bouncing back. Against the D's on Friday night footy. Ooh. Yeah, he's, he's going to be real good. All right. That would be good to see. I reckon, just quietly, I reckon Dunkley's bouncing back with a huge score this I've, week. I've got him as a VC option myself. Yeah, we'll get into that. When we get there, what we're going to do now is just shred through the AFL injury list, which has just come out, and uh, talk about some of the fantasy relevant things. So for Carlton, uh, Corey Durden's the only guy coming back this week, which is pretty good for Hollins and Cowan because it means that they'll only lose their spot to someone who played in the VFL practice match. Um, Walsh is still listed as to be confirmed on the injury list, so he could still be a little while off. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to skip quite a few teams as well that aren't relevant for their injuries. Are you going in alphabetical order, uh, are you? Or? Uh, yeah, but like if a team doesn't have any Oh, I was going to say, because um, I don't know if anyone's... Kitty and Coleman might have been picked by people. He's under concussion. He's not going to play. Uh, yeah, sorry. I should probably should yeah, have said that and one. Zorko will be back. That could be interesting for draft teams. Yeah, Definitely. And yeah, important if where uh, Zorko goes. Uh, for the Cats, there is heaps of fantasy relevant stuff. So Bose is a test. Uh, just like the implications that might have for guys like Bruin and some of their other mids. Uh, Mitch Duncan still two weeks away and Stewart listed as three to four. Uh, then moving on to Gold Coast, so get nervous, Constable owners. Weller is available to play this week. Lemons is a week away, and Powell is one to two weeks away. Uh, on to the Giants. So, yeah, Kelly, obviously the concussion. Perryman did a bad hamstring, so he's four to six weeks. Pruce is listed as three to four weeks, so I wouldn't get too excited about Matty Flynn if you were. Uh, can Whitfield also with a concussion. Uh, Wingard for the Hawks will miss this week. The Demons are going to have Fritch, May, Salem, and Viney all available this week. Well, Salem's back already. So, available, yep. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, McVeigh will be gone uh, if you had him. If you had Laurie, he definitely won't play either, but Chandler will stay in for sure because... Cozzy Pickett decided to to do what he did. Uh, Wardlaw playing VFL this week. I saw that. Which yeah, could be great. Uh, yeah, it could be great. Like cash cow in a bit. And Zeri's out for a while. Do you think they'll just chuck um, Goldstein Gold. back into the ruck? Yeah. I was going to say, if they play Coburn yeah. or something, there's big points for whoever's playing them. Yeah. Nah, Goldie will play. For sure, I reckon. Uh, Boke is touch and go this week 
which if he doesn't play, obviously is probably good for Horn Francis. Um, Richmond, I don't think there's a lot here. St. Kilda, <laughs> even more injuries. injuries yeah, Baitao's out now. Windhag is back. Ross might be back. That's about it. Yeah. Member is out for longer. So if you have Kaminiti or whatever his name is, that's good. Uh, for West Coast, Kelly should be back this week. Don't know if he'll play AFL, but he, yeah, he'll be back on the park. And Yo is touch and go, but it doesn't sound like he'll play. That sounds like they'll give him one more. Uh, for the Bulldogs, Liam Jones, your mate Miller. I think he's 50 50. Uh, and Lobb 50/50. had a little ankle clean out, so he'll be out for a bit. I'll tell you what, if he comes which... back, they do play the Saints and defenders against the Saints. So. Maybe a whole sort yeah, idea. If Jones yeah. plays, I don't know, there's not many... Like, the defender looks terrible, so you may as well give him a go against the Saints. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got enough DPP to pull in someone somewhere else, but, yeah, if I had to force hold, it wouldn't be horrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah Nick sorry, Nat, TBC, real... does that mean he could be back this week? week? No. Oh, okay. I think he's out for ages. Oh, right. Oh, no. Maybe he is. No. With the Ruckman's availability well, to be termed sure late in the week. Daniel's just tweeted that he is, he's been ruled out. No, that he's been ruled out. Available. Or ruled out. Yeah, Nick Natnui okay, has so been ruled out. Okay, so no one. Because their uh, Ruck last week was uh, crap. Uh, he also says, Elliot, yo, yeah, not likely, but not impossible. Oh, boo. Yeah. There you go. Here's a Flynn. Thanks, Rana. Uh, well, yeah, there was a lot of me talking then, so I think Nug was going to steer the trade options. Yeah, if you've I got thought before we go through like a numbering sort of system, do you guys, we'll go through like, a, I suppose, a bit of philosophy for round one trades. Do you guys think it's more important to get like the rookies that have popped off, like a Chandler or a Sheasel slash Gimby if you don't have them, mm-hmm. or uh, like a mid pricer that you might have missed? What do you reckon? Uh, I don't mind the mid prices that you miss. It it really depends on, um, yeah, what what you've got to fix up and who's going to be on your ground. I dare say most people haven't got the luxury of doing one or both of those things because they're both affected by injury. So it's kind of a moot point. But I'd be, yeah, probably chasing the mid prices, and that's presuming that you've got a rookie that's been doing okay, like. There's no need to chase the smashed at rookies because rookies going to be inconsistent. If you've got a rookie that just kind of middled it, he might be better this week if he played. But yeah, yeah, rookies might never be selected this week anyway, so that could be thrown up in the air anyway. Yeah, I wouldn't be jumping to get Chandler. Like, he was great, but we were absolutely terrible. And with when Pickett comes back, I don't see room for him in the team. Like, Spargo, Neil Bullen, Pickett... And Fritch are all miles ahead of him. So, like, he would be 22nd man's 23rd man. So, like, you might get a couple of weeks out of him and a lot of cash gen, but maybe, like, only 100K, and then you get stuck with him. I can't see any other rookies any sensible person would have missed. Uh, so, yeah, yeah mid-prices for me. And Uland was all right. Yeah, but no, you would I be think with him, uh, he's one of the defenders that will probably lose his spot as well. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Brandon Ellis is close. Uh, All right, I did number them just to um, give it a bit of structure. So at number one, I had Sheezel slash Jimby. If you don't have either of those, that's your number one priority, and it's not close between one and two. Uh, Number two, I had Tom Green. Does look like he's breaking out. Slight worry for me is that he only had 128 with 37 touches. Um, You look at a guy later later down the list in Will Setterfield, he had 122 off like 25 touches. So um, just a score build thing. But yeah, I think he is the mid-pricer that you sort of don't want to miss. Uh, I have got Chandler in at three, just because his break-even is like minus 30 or something ridiculous. So I think because he's out for two weeks, right? So I think he, sh- he should probably make 150 between now and then. He'll get to like 400-ish, which is about enough i think though you don't want him on ground uh if you can help it uh number four this is one i'm looking at very closely that's jack zebel so he's back to his old ways uh on the weekend he did take the majority of north's kickouts but it wasn't all of them i think he took five of the 12 she's had a couple mcdonald had a couple and they didn't look who the other one was but he's got the role that we like scored 109 and i think he's got frio and hawthorne next to priced at 64 so that's pretty juicy i i think uh as risky as he has been in the past it's a pretty risk-free pick considering his role and where he's priced at and then number five will Setterfield. so he's pro- he's priced at 76 um i think he can probably go 90 95 my only slight with him is he may have just had his biggest score of the year against hawthorne as most people will um and if he does get to 95, you're still going to have to trade him at some point. Like, he's not going to be a keeper. Whereas if Zebul gets to 90, 95, whether you have him at F6 or D6, that's probably a keeper, at least until the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, that's the five. What do you guys reckon? Any changes or anyone do you think I missed? What about uh, I assumed everyone had him. But yeah, he'd be... He'd be... Yeah, no, definitely get him. him. Yeah. I'd probably get him before Tom Green, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. I'd go green over him, but yeah, he certainly. Warple was him. probably our best player, player on the weekend, as a like even from a footy perspective, which he hasn't done from a for a long while. Oh, okay. Um, no, that's that true. Perfectly. But yeah, obviously wasn't enough. What about day? Uh, day. I think with him. So I looked a bit deeper into him. He had twenty six percent CBAs, which I don't think is enough. Um. And I believe, like, I think he had about 25 touches and 20 or so of them were uncontested. So uh, I think he's going to be a bit of a yo-yo. There's definitely some value there, but he's not someone I'd be, like, dying to get in. What about someone as a kind of a, a premium that people probably wouldn't have to replace Kelly? Uh, that's a tricky one because it, it sort of depends what you're doing on the other end. Like... I, obviously, some people just have the Kelly thing. Um, I get Brayshaw is a good one. Freo have a good run coming up. Um, a lot of money for that. Though. Yeah, Freo, Freo have a good run coming up. Um, and he obviously didn't get tagged on the weekend, which we all thought he would. Uh, LDU, I think if you missed him, he's still at a price where you can get him in. That was a really tough game for midfielders because uh, of the heat under the roof, and he still went 108. Um that's about it for mids. A lot of them are still overpriced or will be coming down, like a mill, the lead, 
I'd probably wait for those guys to come down and pounce on them in a few weeks. And a Trelaw? I think we discussed that off before. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not a huge fan of Trelaw. He, I just can't trust him. He was very good, though, and he did look better than he has in the last year or so. Doe, you probably have more insight on him. Yeah, I was saying to you guys off air that he's not on the injury list, but with about 40 seconds to go, I was at the game. I saw him go down the race with a doctor. So unless that was just like cramp or something, he didn't look like super worried, but um, yeah, it wasn't like ideal or anything. Uh, yeah, but his CBAs were probably as high as they've ever been at the Bulldogs. Like he got up near 50%. And like he looked amazing, and he's been such a good scorer before. I talked my boldest prediction for the season probably was that he's going to be our highest averaging player this year. I really like him as a pod, Fair to be honest. I don't have the nuts, but yeah, I couldn't do it just because yeah. I've got two money dogs already. What did you? Yeah, what did you think of Jack McRae, Joe? Well. I'd stand by that his dropped uncontested chess mark in the second quarter was the turning point in the game because <laughs> uh, it cost us a goal he lost and we'd been points. well on top before then. Yeah, we were on, up by 10 points and we dominated. We just kept missing shots and then he did that, turned it over. They kicked five goals in five minutes. Game was over. Uh, bit stiff, but yeah, I don't know. I think the way we play... This year, it's so, like, classic Bulldogs ground ball focused. I think if he just gets, like, 60 to 70% CBAs every week, he's just going to fall over yeah. 100 every week. Like, there's no way he yeah. doesn't get there. I don't know if he, he's yeah. got the big ceiling anymore, but he's certainly going to be yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, 100%. I think he's still not getting the CBAs he was when he was, like, the best uh, fantasy mid in the comp, but... Um... Yeah, he's too good of a player and he gets too much inside stuff to not just score well enough. Like, from a fantasy point of view, he was, like, tracking at, like, 60s in the in the third quarter. He wasn't really tracking real well and then he sort of just got to 107, which is, like, just enough. Um, anything else on the top yeah. five? Anyone else you're interested in? Bont had a down um, week. Well, or not as good as he could have been. Go on. Bont. I think he had what, like a 60-point oh. first half and then was kind of a bit meh. Yeah, so he came out on fire and then I'm pretty sure Sparrow and Harms were like you acting as a cooler on him. Uh, they were kind of glued to him after quarter yeah, time. Fair enough too. Yeah. For, for at least parts of the game. And he... uh, yeah, I was going to say Horn yeah, Francis. So what about there's him? sort of two ways you can look at it. So... The highest, that game was a weird one. There was no, like, I think Rosie was the top scorer with 95, um, and they won by, like, 50-odd points. I don't know if that was just, like, an anomaly or what the case was, um, and I didn't really watch it, so I'm not sure what the game style was with Port and everything. Um, but he did look unbelievable. Like, he was best on ground, kicked a goal. He was the game-breaker that he sort of has promised to be. Um only slide is he only had two marks and three tackles, so he needed 25 touches and a goal to get to his 90. So um, I, w I think I would go like a Zebel over him at a similar price. I think Zebel might be slightly cheaper. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. He's, de he's one of those players, like I'm happy that I started with him 
but I probably wouldn't be chasing him too hard. Yeah, I mean, granted, I didn't watch a lot of the second half because I turned it off in disgust. Uh, but he did apparently have one of the best games of his life, and he still only managed a 90, so I don't know where that leaves his ceiling. That's fair, I would have thought. What are you looking at with your trades? So I've got Kelly and Zeri, so, or Cherry, whatever, however you say it. What I'm looking at is Kelly to Zebul and throwing... Um, Dunkley in the middle and then Cherry to Darcy who I've obviously been hot on all preseason so just fix that one up also does leave me 100k spare for next week yeah you nice Miller uh, yeah I've got Liam Jones so I'm probably going to have to fix that unless I opt for a last minute hold um, I'm probably going to go him down to Chandler via some DPP action, and then I've got to decide what I want to do with Kelly. Uh, I've looked at Zebel via some DPP, marry someone like Merritt, uh, even LDU, which I don't have. So, yeah, it'll be either a Zebel or a premium midfielder, I reckon. Sick. Yeah, I kind of um, forced my hand a bit with all the injuries, but... Stewart and Cherry are the two that I have to trade because they're out for extended. There's a chance I get Kelly back next week. Um, so, yeah, what I'm doing, I after Stewart went down and Zebel went nuts, I put Mad Max um, Michelini, or however you say his name, into my utility spot instead of Chandler so that I could put him back and then put Stewart to utility and have lots of options. Um and yeah, shout out to Mad Max. He was probably the third best rookie in terms of actual footy on the weekend. What He's he going score? nowhere from the Crows team. Six, oh, that's fifty right. something, sixty. Yeah, it's not bad. I'll have a look. It was a oh fifty, <laughs> so not that great. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go Stuart to Zebul and Sherry to Darcy. And then I'll take Phila nice. Poo off field. Are you going to take the Poo yeah. off the field? Oh, I don't have the luxury of taking any rookies off the field. Well, Michelani's going on the oh, field. Oh, you're going to put Michelani ahead of Poo? Yeah, Poo was a bit Poo, I suppose. That's a 50-50. I really want Zebul. He's got, he's got like a 160 in him. You reckon? He could do when he yeah. does that role. Yeah, uh, Miller. I think you had some captain. Oh, I did. So I had a bit of a flick through the the teams this week. Uh, so yeah, I quite like as a VC option uh, the first night game. You know, if you've got Doc, you probably have a little play with that. But I don't have any Docs. I quite like Dunkley uh, to kind of bounce back and get a get a captainable score on the Friday night. Uh, and then you could also go, you know, you got the dogs playing, I think, Saturday afternoon. Uh, if you've got some loophole guys for after that, you could look at guys like McRae or, you know, Bond or even Trelaw if you want to pull him in. Uh, they're VCable there. Uh, interesting one was Darcy. Um, yeah, if they, if they'd. North don't opt to play Goldstein. I think Darcy's going to absolutely crush it. He still might absolutely crush Goldstein. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's one to watch. Probably also speaking of Darcy, um, he crushed Romar last week, so I don't know if that means Romar's crushable and someone like Big Chili could actually crush Romar and his little mate uh, Ruckin' Buddy on Saturday night. That's one to think about. And then you've got uh, West Coast and also the Suns, which kind of give up points. Uh, so someone like Tom Green could be worth a look against the Eagles. Uh, someone like Zeret maybe against the Suns. Uh, and then the other one to have a look at is the Hawks have been giving up points because they're a bit poo. Sorry, Nug. Um, so, yeah, Errol or Mills up against the Hawks on Sunday. That's about 50 captain options, so it probably doesn't help. But I think I'm going to take Dunkley into Tom Green. Nice. I do want to mention on Doherty, if you have him, you have to last captain him. After what the Cats let Dacos do last week. Yeah, it's true. I think Doc's gone 130. They did give up to Yeah. Uh, I would say my likely loopholing strategy would be I'll probably have to take a bit of a risk with the vice captain. I don't have Dunkley, so I'll probably go... I've got heaps of options because I have Kelly not playing. That's true. So it'll be fine. You've got loopholes galore. Yeah. When, do yeah. The, when, do the, when would that loopholes come? So the Giants don't play until oh, the last game of the round. Last so, yeah, game. Easy. I, I will just flag with yeah. the Swans mids. McGinnis will go to one of them. He absolutely destroyed Merritt in the first half before the tag was lifted. If I was to bet, I think he'd go to Warner. Um because he was very good last week, and that's the sort of player that they like to tag. If not, it could be a Parker, but I think Mills and Goulden will probably get a free run at it. Yeah, that Imagine would be... Imagine yeah. Errol. Yes, that would be crushing. Um, I think my strategy, I'll VC Dunkley. I reckon he'll go huge. And then I'm probably going to take a punt at either Bont or LDU in the midfield. Um see how one of them goes or even like a Jordan Dawson is tenting against um, Richmond I reckon the Crows are going to come out a bit better I think he was their highest uh, disposal getter and had like 23 touches so they have to be way better than that the Tigers give up points to defenders do they? okay yeah it's worth looking at then I think we had very minimal questions but do you have them there? So, first one from Maddie. Uh, tick this off. It's Sheed to Chandler and then Cherry to Wits. What do you reckon? Uh, yep, yep. I was going to say I'm not I'm not massive on getting rid of Sheed because he was, well, not horrible, but yeah, you got to get got to upgrade Cherry, so that's fine. I'd try and find the cash elsewhere. It was such a hard game for midfielders under the roof. Like, they were all absolutely cooked and Sheed had so many like nearly tackles or I don't know he had a really unlucky yeah. game and the role I'd was there with Sheed week. he had 75% CBA so I'd be finding another way and uh, I know I've been on it all preseason, and I've probably copped it this week because Wits went massive but that was probably going to be one of his biggest games for the year um, I, I think I'd rather Darcy for 70, 80k cheaper whatever the difference is um you don't think Wits is going to crush Draper no, he, this week? No, he probably will, to bad. be honest. 
but I, I just think for the year, you're probably like a player that price bracket, you're trading them in for the year. I think Darcy will average more. Um, yeah, Daniel, fair. question Can you back when can you gain back the will to live after selecting Cherry? And his happy fade was Tom Stewart. He left him in the side all preseason, but took him out at the last second. Sometimes life's just funner if you don't play fantasy. I what I agreed. Yeah. At least you didn't have the. Awesome what I will say with Cherry is, I suppose you can take solace in the fact that he was absolutely dominating and he was a good pick. He was, I think, he was third in the league for points per minute over the weekend, even though it was obviously limited. Um, so that just shows how much he was dominating. And I think if bloody Chewy didn't land on his ankle. We'd be all laughing. Um, all right. Lads, lads. Uh, hello. Just wondering who I should trade Josh Stewart. Sorry, Tom Stewart and Josh Kelly to. Um, <laughs> kind regards a person not associated with Rory Laird at all. Yeah, Laird. Yeah, he jumped it up. I still wouldn't be getting rid of Laird, but... Um... That's a side. Yeah, I don't know. You probably go a little bit down uh, from Stewart just because you have to, to, to get the money to, to go up somewhere. Well, one of them you'd want to go up, one you'd want to get down. I couldn't see you doing both sideways trades. Uh, yeah, we discussed some Kelly options. Stewart, I don't know, like a Dacos or a, or a Day if you want to move down or Doherty if you're going to go up, up, up. Um, I don't know. Dacos actually costs money from I Stewart. I wouldn't fuck it. Yeah, so... I think you probably got a down like, and I, I'd say it'd be the same for like a Hayden Young, which is one of those sort of cheaper defenders. So I think you yeah, probably have to come. drop a little bit from Kelly to like maybe an LDU or someone like that, even a Tom Green if you don't have him, and then try and get like a Dacos mm. or a Dawson in defense. Yeah, that was exactly what uh, I was awesome. Didact DT, he just said Laird, so I assume he means like, do you trade? Do you not? What do you guys reckon? No, I think he probably oh, yeah, means no, he's happy right. as fair. Oh, Same. okay. Um, AJS Hawker, she'd look all right on the weekend, or can I use him to get my crap 200k rookie up to Chandler if he's picked? Um, no, stick with your crap 200k yeah. rookie. One thing I'll say on the rookies is you don't want to just be swapping them to like play the break-even game. If you no. pick them, sure. Um, but like, there's no point trading a playing rookie like a Chessa to a Chandler because you don't know like that score could flip just as easily the next week. Yeah, completely different if they're not playing. Yeah. Then chase the best ones. But yeah, don't don't get rid of yeah. playing ones for no reason. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. Chessa will play this week, but Simpson's yeah, comments were pretty concerning. They don't have anyone better to swap yeah. him out with, though, do they? Kind of crap. They had a few good of like notable players in the emergencies. I remember looking at last week. Okay. Yeah, team selection is going to be interesting. All right. I think I think the last thing we had yeah. to do was to go through the AFL Fantasy Content Creators Cup. Did you guys want to go through who you played and how you went? Just let me bring that um, up. Yeah, you go. Well, I obviously lost because I had the awesome foursome. Played uh, Obermullet from Hatchat. He didn't have Cherry or Stewart, 
uh, or Cali. So uh, if those three, I lost by like 180. If those three had played, I probably would have got pretty close to beating him. Well, I crushed Bale's Nails. Um, who's Bale's Nails again? I don't know, but I crushed him. Bailey from Oh, okay. He's Bailey from Fantasy Phoenix. Okay. He's all right. Um, yeah, beat him by like 120 points. I had a really good round. Uh, I probably would have smashed most people, except guys like Stato. Uh, I think I'm sitting, yeah, fourth in that league. So, doing all right. Except Dossie is third, so that's I'm under Doss. That's not a good sign. Yep, I lost to Sand from Hatchat. Uh, the difference was definitely Cherry. I think I lost by about 50-odd, and Cherry should have scored, scored far more than 50-odd. He also did have Sicily, who went bonkers as well. But other than that, a lot of our players... Like yeah, yeah, we lost by like fifty points. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I'll get it next time. The traders did badly, all three of them. Yeah, that now. No good. Holmesy, not good. All right, so <laughs> yeah, take that, Holmesy. <laughs> yeah, Holmesy's our favourite here. Uh, I think we're... so. All done then. Oh uh, yeah, let's say that goodbye. That was everything. Bye-bye, Peppers. Oh, did, um, did Didac uh, yeah, send in I've his been messaging him. The, I'll tell you what he's thinking he might do, but he wants to wait till team selection to, to uh, confirm. Oh, that's cool. We can bag him out so, if he's wrong anyway. The two options were... Hang on. Got to scroll. We did have a lengthy chat, me and Didac. Gee whiz. Oh, I wonder what... And what did the team score? Uh, it wasn't very good, was it? It's on the page somewhere. I've forgotten. But it was in the 19s. Oh, we did have Laird. Well, we had I Laird. didn't captain him though. I captained Kelly. So that would explain it. All right. So That's the first way. one he <laughs> said was Kelly to Green, um, and then probably a rookie fix-up. Or the other idea was Kelly to Setterfield and Phillips to Zebel. Kelly to Setterfield. Ooh, yeah, I like, yeah I like that one too. Yeah, Setterfield to Zebel, nice and bold. Up, yeah, we'll see. The team got 1991. Yeah. Yeah, what's, what's actually pretty good? That would have been minus eight. eight. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a middling score. Well, they were ranked 24,000. Yeah, it's not over so just not yet. Horrible. They would have been. Did the, did the uh, team yeah, beat Doe? Yeah. Not hard. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, by like 90 points. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Get out of it, you pig. <laughs> oh. We should have put the team in that league. Let's say bye. All right. See you bye, everyone. Bye, that is.